Stop making personal development about trying to be perfect. Hi, welcome to another episode of Business Mindset Mastery. My name is Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and performance coach for business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs, and I'm so looking forward to this conversation today. I want to set right a myth about personal development. I think a lot of times the focus when we use that phrase is about always being a better version of ourselves, a greater version of ourselves, moving into more asking for more, demanding more of ourselves over and over again, constantly striving to be better. And I think that that often becomes the mistake of trying to be perfect, of trying to live the Instagram version of life, if you will, to glamour shot our lives and our businesses so that they look shiny, fresh, and new from the outside, but largely lack substance on the inside. So many people run from themselves, and they call it personal development. They chase the latest guru, they read the latest top 10 book, they find the latest article, podcast, episode, and they think that's the thing that's going to make them better. That's the thing that's going to move the needle for them. That's going to be whatever makes it bigger, bolder, better, different. And in reality, a lot of personal development in my observation and in my experience turns into an avoidance of the human experience, the parts of being human that are messy, that are filled with mistakes, that are filled with things that kind of make us cringe that we wish we didn't know about ourselves. But that is where the gold is. That's where the gems are, the lessons, the battle scars are earned in that space and we can't keep trying to run from themselves and also keep trying to understand and know ourselves. It doesn't work. So many times people use personal development as this way of changing history, I think, of avoiding feeling disappointed, sad, rejected, lonely, longing, all of those dirty shades of gray feelings, if you will, that are hard to handle, that can feel vulnerable in owning and accepting about ourselves. So personal development becomes this quest to always be optimistic, to always see happiness on the sunny side of the street and every cliche imaginable. People talk about journaling and gratitude and mindful practices and all of that. And it's sometimes such an incredibly noisy way to represent avoidance, to represent not feeling sad, mad, or scared, to not look at what has us feeling small, playing it safe, standing outside of the spotlight, So many times it's about avoiding being human while we call it personal development. I was thinking about this specifically this weekend. I've been listening to this incredible podcast episode and you have my total permission to stop listening to me right here and now and to move over to this episode. The podcast is called 
called Armchair Expert, and it's run by Dax Shepard, and his wife, Kristen Bell, is the first episode, and it's like a two-hour commitment to pod, but I promise you, it's really good pod. I've been calling it, when I recommend it to people, a master class in being human, being married, and living life on your terms. It's really incredible, the conversation the two of them have and share with us listeners. But one of the things that really just made me stop and pause is when they both just identified that being human is messy and it's about making mistakes. And in this social media run world, mistakes are the last thing any of us wants. What we do and say, how we move through the world is so quickly judged and assumed by other people who know nothing about us. So it puts this pressure on ourselves to always show up in bigger, bolder ways, to want more, to be better, to avoid the imperfections, because we think that's somehow protecting us from something. But all it's doing really is keeping us from something. It's keeping us from knowing ourselves. Some of the most successful clients I've had are also some of the most personally lost people I've ever encountered because they listen to their miracle morning and they do their daily journaling and they do the mantra and they practice mindset meditation and they read the latest book and they do the latest personal development course and they have no idea who they are. They're running from the parts of themselves they don't like, that they don't want to see, the things they don't want to admit or tell anybody about, and suddenly it's a race. And for me, in my observation, it becomes a race to the bottom. Because in our messiness and in our imperfection is where we like find our resiliency. It's where we find our lessons, where we find our courage, where we find our strength. And I find in a lot of these personal development conversations, so much of what's being encouraged is running from the things that are hard or not expecting them to be hard, to not have to feel sad, to not second guess yourself every turn. And I don't want you living in a state of chronic anxiety of course I don't want that, but I do want you knowing what makes you nervous, what gives you pause, what creates hesitation for you in your experience. Because if you know that and you're self-aware around those things, you can build a life that sets you up for success given those things. But personal development often gets confused with never feeling or dealing with the bad stuff, never thinking about the hard stuff. And for me, That's the biggest threat to personal development, that we have to be unafraid to look at the parts that make us nervous, the parts that we hope nobody finds out about, that we never have to talk about. Because in looking in those moments and staring them in the face and seeing what the lessons are, what the takeaway is, that is how we personally develop. 
I'm not saying I never read a book or I don't watch the TED Talks or I don't appreciate a good motivational quote when it crosses my feed, but my best lessons and personal development have come from myself. And this is usually right about the time where somebody, usually my husband, is like, you're losing me, Heather. You're talking in this esoteric nonsense. I need you to make it real for me. And so I was thinking about what is a really good, real example of what I'm talking about. And I like to make it personal. I like to make it applicable. And the example that comes to mind is one that I wish I didn't have to learn as often as I've learned it. But one of the things that I always tell people is our greatest strengths are our weaknesses turned inside out and our greatest weaknesses are our strengths turned inside out. The things that make us feel small, the things that make us feel shy, timid, scared, that is where our strength lies. And unfortunately, in this personal development space, that's usually what people are running from. And when I think about it, my greatest strength that I can know and own with confidence is that I'm incredibly insightful. I can understand people really quickly. I can do even better with groups and systems and relationships. Couples counseling um, was always fun for me because I could see examples and dynamics between people in like a rapid fire way that really I could engage in quickly. But that talent and that skill is my greatest weakness when I turn it inside out. Because it means when you get in an argument with me, when I'm feeling challenged, when I'm tempted to play small, when I'm feeling invalidated or less than, I can take my insight, I can turn it inside out, and I can become one of the meanest people you've ever met. I know that's probably hard to believe about me because I I work really hard at not using my talent and skill set for that. But I have to know it and I have to own it because otherwise I can break people because that's what happens with insight, right? As I build people up, I help them understand themselves. I help them see potential and possibility in themselves. If we turn that out inside out, that means I can make somebody crumble just as quickly. And that's the risk in not knowing who we are and how we move through the world and constantly running from it. I can remember in college being bullied, and this is probably the first time I really recognized for myself that I had a weakness that I had to keep in check because this girl kind of got it in her head that I was going after her ex-boyfriend. It's always about a boy, right? Like All the stories, like they're always about a boy, but... Um, she had it in her head that I had befriended her ex-boyfriend. We were in a relationship and it created all kinds of drama around something where honestly, we were just two Yankees fans who enjoyed watching Yankees games together. And that's pretty much the only thing we did. Um, but she got it in her head that I was going after her ex and she and her friends bullied me 
relentlessly. There were doors on the, there were messages on the door of my wipe off board at the dorm. There were notes under my door. There were messages left on voicemail. There were like just aimlessly shouting out at me in the dining hall, comments under the breath, comments in hallways, notes. It was just ridiculous. Um, and honestly, her bullying was so absurd to me at the time that I don't really remember being emotionally impacted by it. I remember being aggravated by it on principle, on this idea that, like, haven't we gotten past this? Like, wasn't I done getting bullied when I had my speech impediment in elementary school? And I remember thinking to myself sarcastically at one point, like, oh, little girl, you don't have anything on me. Those people in grade school were way harsher in less time. And with less effort. I remember kind of sarcastically thinking about that, which is totally obnoxious as I hear myself say it out loud, but I digress. So she went on and her buddies went on for months with this, like just these comments that it was never ending. It was affecting my roommate. She was getting confused with me at times. So people thought they were shouting out to me, but it was her. And it just, it just got ridiculous. And one day we were crossing the quad, which was really at my school, just a plot of land and a small plot of land. And uh, she said something under her breath as we walked by each other. And I don't need to repeat um, for your listening pleasure what it is I said to her, but I remember a clear, crystal clear moment where I put my backpack down on the ground. I turned calmly around and I delivered a one-liner that brought her to her knees. And she was crumbled on the sidewalk crying. Everybody looked and I picked up my backpack and I kept walking on by. I am not going to deny, by the way, that moment of satisfaction of having had my say and delivering something really good. I'm not going to pretend that I am that like high and mighty that that didn't feel amazing, but it only felt amazing for a moment because I really wasn't bothered by her mean words. Like, it was a principle thing for me. It was protecting my roommate more than me kind of thing. I broke her in that instant, and I didn't need to. And I remember that moment of awareness of knowing the power of my words, of feeling the enormity of what I would be capable of because I understand people, because turning my greatest strength inside out is if I know what makes people better, I know what makes people smaller. And I can go for the jugular on an instinctive less, like on an instinctive basis. I don't even have to try that hard. And I could read every personal development book I wanted on the subject, right? How to fight fair, how to communicate, how to talk about tough things. There are shit tons of books on these topics. I could watch a TED talk on communication. I could find ways of rising above and leaning into gratitude. There is so much in the personal development space that would give me permission to walk away from this, to never have to look at it. And honestly, I look at that moment more often than I need to because I have turned that moment for myself of just incredible remorse, of feeling horrible that I had hurt somebody that deeply simply because I could and it was 
easy. I have gone back to that because it becomes how do I want to use my talents? How do I want to use my skill set? What does resiliency look like? What does self-advocacy and standing up for myself look like? Now that I know what I don't want it to look like, what do I want it to look like? What does this experience teach me? And how can I learn more about myself? These are the things that I want you to start asking yourself and to start looking at, but you can't do that for yourself until you take an honest look at what it is you're running from, what you're so afraid to look at, what you're so afraid to own. And I can tell you, I was up for days over that comment. And I was a little bit in a way peer pressured, I think, ironically, after being bullied, getting peer pressured, but I was peer pressured by my friends to just let it go. Everyone was telling me she deserved it, that I shouldn't apologize, that I had nothing to say to her, that I could just let it go. But I think I probably would have been better with myself if I had apologized. And I never did apologize. And I never recognized with her verbally or anything that happened. And I never just gave her another eye. You know, I didn't, I never looked at her in the future. I ignored every future comment that came. And eventually she probably moved on to somebody else. But I know now that in moments of strife, in moments where I'm challenged, my instinct will be to strike out. It has now become a turning point for me to look at how do I want to show up? What do I want to say? How do I want to be? Because I know what not doing that makes me feel. And that becomes the motivator. I learn that with self-awareness and self-acceptance of my mistake because being human is messy. There are all kinds of advice articles on what to do if you're bullied, how to stand up for yourself, who to tell, how to tell it, how to say it, what to do. And in reality, the best lessons come when we're willing to look within. Personal development, if you're not careful and you're not aware and you're not intentional, will always be striving outside yourself. It will always be about searching, asking, seeking. The answers don't really come until you stop, you turn around, and you look inward at what am I feeling right now? What am I reacting to? Accepting what I'm feeling and what am I reacting to? What do I want to do with it? How do I want to move through the world with it? How do I want to own it? How do I want to feel? How do I want to be with it? Rather than what's a good way to respond. Rather than what would the latest guru say or how can I meditate and journal on it? How can I be more mindful or intentional? It's about getting real. Owning that we are messy as humans, embracing that idea and seeing that that's where resiliency and strength and courage lie. So often, some of the people who read the most books, who do the most mindset practices, who follow the most teachings are the most lost people I've ever encountered because they're running from themselves. I want you to listen to this episode as you're hearing me talk. I want you to ask yourself, what, are you, I'm, what am I running from? 
as I hear Heather speak and talk about her personal experiences, what examples in my own life are coming to mind for me? What am I afraid to look at and be curious about and poke at and ask questions about? What lessons are waiting for me here? What do I have to learn from this experience? Because I have a feeling as you listen to me, you know exactly what I'm talking about when it comes to you. You know the thing you're trying to run from in the latest personal development book or the hottest quote on the Instagram feed. You know where I'm going with this. But if you're able to look at it and remember what I talk about and preach about on the show all the time, holding both, not just looking at the weakness, not just looking and rolling in the mistake and feeling like crap about yourself, bringing all of your strength and all of your skill sets to the situation, holding both, that's where you're going to find your resiliency. That's where you're going to find your ability to survive hard times and your ability to move through the world in such a way that sets you up for success. So much about personal development is knowing yourself, knowing who you are and what you need to move through the world in a way that really gets you closer to where you want to be on a daily basis, not in the next month, not in the next quarter, not in the next year, but right now. Who do you want to be? How do you want to move through the world? And what do you need to uncover and look at in order to get there? Allow yourself to look at and appreciate the imperfections. I know it's hard. I know not everybody is preaching how to do this, but I can tell you my greatest lessons, my things that I keep repeating. (laughs) People who have known me for years and are listening to this show are like, yep, I heard that example 10 times over. But that's how I came to, to figure things out, not by running from myself, but by looking at it in the eyes, knowing that whatever I found I could handle, and then once we handle it, we get to control it. That's where we get and build resiliency so that when the storms come, we don't really get knocked down. When the obstacles find us, we climb over them with more ease. But the more you run from the things that you're afraid of within, the more you pretend that they're not there, try to change them into something they're not, the more you're held captive and hostage by them. And you're constantly running from yourself. And personal development largely can become an exercise in running from yourself until you stop and make a choice to run toward yourself. Now, normally in these episodes, this is right around the time where I say, hey, if you have a question that you would like my two cents on, write to me. I don't want you to write to me after listening to this episode. You can write to me after listening to another episode. But today, what I really would like you to do is take 30 minutes to look at what you might be running from. Look at it in its eyes. Look at the messiness, the mistake, the cringeworthy moment that you're trying to hide and pretend didn't happen. And ask yourself what you have to learn from it. And then tell me that and share that. Listen to the episode. See how it's helped you become a little bit 
bigger and bolder and more accepting of who you are today and how you want to move through the world today. And then take a second and tell me about it what you're working on, what you're thinking about, what it brings up for you, and let's keep the conversation going. Thanks so much for joining me today. I'm so happy to be talking to you again, and you can find me over at heather at choosetohaveitall.com for whatever you need me for. Thanks so much for talking today. Bye for now.